Welcome to The Balance. I am your host, Kelly Rowland, and this is the podcast where we talk about all the things. For those in life who want it all, this podcast is for you. Hi friends, today's podcast is brought to you by Podia, truly the easiest way to turn your passion into income. Whether you want to sell online courses, have a membership site, or just share some digital downloads, Podia is your easy, no technical headaches, zero transaction fees, and unlimited everything place to go. Seriously, I have tried several different platforms for courses and a friend of mine brought it up to me that one of my courses did not look so professional. So within 24 hours, I turned it all around, put all of my courses on Podia and I have never looked back. It is so simple, so easy and the tech support is truly personal and amazing. And I cannot say enough about Podia. So to start your free trial, head to the link in the show notes and try out Podia for yourself. I promise you that you'll love it. I was going through my list of podcast topics because I keep a running list going all the time. And I was like, what do I want to talk about today? And what feels like, I definitely believe in talking about something that really inspires me in that moment. Like one topic today may not feel as good for me to talk about as tomorrow, but today I was like, you know what? I had this piece of on the list and it said advice from grandma. And it was around the time way back, like over a year ago, um, that this advice that she had given me really was just sinking in and I really needed it at that point in my life. So today, On the podcast, I'm going to be sharing the three best pieces of of advice that I got from my grandma Godwin, who truthfully is and was an amazing woman and is someone that I've always I think about her all the time because she was truly just a beautiful picture of a godly woman, of an amazing wife, of an amazing mom. She was the mom to seven kids and the youngest of which was my dad. And the closest in age sibling to him was 13 years older than him. So he came much, much longer after the rest of them. And just some a little story or a few stories. So my grandma, you know, was a mom and a wife her entire life. That was her life's work. And that's the most beautiful thing you can do. And I truly believe that. And she, you know, she had had kids so much earlier that when my dad came along, like some of the things that she knew were kind of out of touch. So to help him with school, like she went and got her own little lessons to help him, um, which I just thought was so amazing. And my da- my granddad, my, my granddaddy Godwin, he was a pastor. And but before that, he did not do very pastorly things. Um, he had had, you know, a lot of struggle in his life and had dealt with alcoholism and he he was an alcoholic and he had a lot of struggles and a lot of things that you know that he dealt with and my grandma was just dealt with that in the most beautiful way that I could never even begin to to emulate as hard as I would probably have tried I I just don't know that I would have had the grace that she did um to handle that situation and like I'll remember one story of her like 
going to get him and like dragging him out of the bar and you know in one of the the harder times but that being said my, my grandmother what my grandma was just an amazing woman an amazing cook um just really fun to be around she told really great stories and i will always look to her as someone who i strive to be and although i know i fall short a lot of the time there are times even today when i think wow i think she'd be really proud of me and Obviously, she's probably thinking, girl, you need to work on some things, <laughs> but don't we all? And I think that's a really beautiful thing about life and about this journey. And I just thought that I would share with you some of the things that she taught me. And the great thing about this is she taught this at the very end of her life where she, she would not be with us very much longer. And I'm so grateful that I was able to have these conversations with my grandma. So we'll just dive into the things that she taught me. Three things, she taught me much more. Um, unfortunately, I should have learned how to cook from her a lot more. I am terrible at frying food. I can't do it to save my life. I will burn the house down. But she was an incredible cook. Real life, y'all, dogs barking. Okay, so three things. The first one I wanna talk about is, and this is something that I don't do and I really can't do, but I wanted to talk about it anyway because I think of it in a different light now. So my grandma Godwin, one of the things she always told me was, Kelly, you really need to stay home with the kids. It's really important that you stay home and you raise them and all of that because that's what she did. I mean, she she raised all of her kids. She, she worked very hard as a stay-at-home mom and that's what she believed was best for children. And I'm not gonna argue with that for a second. I think there's pros and cons to working mom, stay-at-home mom, all the things, but I think most of you know I'm, I'm a working mom. And although I, I do believe in today's time, it's incredibly difficult for a mom to stay at home just in, in today's world. I mean, with finances and different things. And I was raised in a house where my mom worked and I was fine and we were okay with that. But as I thought about her advice and probably why she said that, I think, you know, the thing was she knew how important the presence of a mother and a father are in a, ch in a child's life and how important it is to be there for them and to guide them and to teach them and to just be very present and just be there, be where you can see them, spend time with them and have this really deep relationship with your child. And I do believe that you can do that whether you're a stay-at-home mom or whether you're a working mom. But I know that my grandma, my grandma Godwin knew because she had raised seven kids she knew how important it was just to be there for them, to guide them, to direct them. She knew what the world had to offer and how hard the world can be because she had walked through her own struggles, you know, as she was raised and having a spouse at that time who maybe, you know, was an alcoholic and wasn't maybe living the way she knew that was the right way. So the best defense for that to to guide our children is just to be an example and what better way especially for her to to just be that stay that mom who was always there that gave their she gave their her children she was completely dedicated to them and and her husband to just be that shining light that guiding light that loving force that would always be there and so although my grandma and i never 
you know, I never, we never had a conversation where I was like, no, no, I can't do that. Because at that time she was much older and, you know, she had some dementia and had some different things where she would repeat herself, which I, it never bothered me. Like I would listen to my grandma tell me the same thing 20 times and it would never bother me. And I don't, and just to say, this is an off topic, but I've seen where it bothers people and they're kind of rude or ugly to their family. And can I just say, can we just not do that? Like, especially our family who has been there for us and done so much for us at the end of their life, if they're struggling and they're having dementia, can we just give them so much grace and so much love? Because for Pete's sake, I hope that I am offered the same grace that they deserve. So just want to say that, like, let's just have some patience you know, with that generation when they're older and repeating themselves and maybe don't make sense and say off the wall things, right? That's just a part of life. We we all go through this journey of life and it's not fair to compare where you are, the younger person to where someone is at their older age. Anyway, just wanted to say that. But anyway, she told me this many times, like, Kelly, you need to stay home with your kids. You need to stay home with your kids. And I knew at that point, like, I didn't even maybe want to be a stay-at-home mom. And although I'm shifting now, like there's parts of me that wish I could or wish I could have more time with my kids, of course, like, but I'm realizing that's because our values are what drives us. And that's what, where she was coming from, her values of knowing that being a very present force in her children's life was the most important jobs that she had. And so whether you do stay at home, or whether you work part-time, you work full-time, whatever that looks like for you. My grandma, all she really was really saying was that when you're with your kids and try to be with them as much as you can, but when you're with them, be extremely intentional and be extremely present and give them everything because you are their everything, you know? And for me, that looks like having more patience when when my kids are driving me crazy, it's realizing, hey, I need to just take a deep breath. Remember that they're, I'm the most, my Skylar and I are the most important people in their life and that I need to be that guiding, loving, supportive person who, who shows them the way. And it doesn't mean you have to do that by being at home with them all the time. But what it does mean is when you're with them, that you're giving them the very best of yourself. And that's what my grandma really was wanting to teach me. Okay, so the next piece of advice, and my grandma told me that many times, many years, you know, leading up before I was a mom and once I became a mom, um, but my, or not once I became a mom, but just leading up into she knew I wanted to become a mother. So the next piece of advice is, and the next two are pieces of advice I received very near her time of leaving this earth. And both of these, she one of one of them she gave me to me. Un, I asked her for a piece of advice, and the next one was kind of unsolicited advice, which is to me the best kind because it was obviously in her heart to tell me this, and I definitely needed to hear it. So, the first one is I was honestly we were at a funeral for her daughter, and I mean I can't imagine what that's like to to experience that. But you know she was I think part of her knew what was going on and part of her didn't. And I could just see kind of the confusion um, and the struggle that she was physically experiencing. And so I sat down next to her and I just started talking and I was like, Grandma, you know, I'm really wanting to start a garden at home, but I really don't, I've never done a garden, like a vegetable garden, and I'm really not sure what to do. And, you know, her family, I mean, much of like the older generation, especially where I come from, they were farmers and they had 
a lot, a lot of vegetables. I mean, not just like a little eight by four, like I'm gonna do, but like a massive garden. So she's the perfect person to ask. And, and so we were sitting there and she told me, I was not ready for her advice because it was so practical in any part of life and not just for starting a vegetable garden. So I asked her, Grandma, what do I do? How do I do a vegetable garden? What would you say? And she looked at me and very simply said, well, you just start. Just do it. <laughs> just start the vegetable garden. And and I was like, wow, like that is it's so simple, but it's so profound. And I think sometimes many of us forget like the most simplest thing in all of the world is, well, you can talk about doing a vegetable vegetable garden for, for 10 years and never do it because you didn't just take the first step, right? And that's what she was telling me. She was telling me, just take the first step. You don't have to know how to do it perfectly. You don't even have to know at all. But if you don't try, and if you don't make that first attempt, then you're never going to do it. And you guys, I'm telling you, like my grandma, I mean, at this stage, I really can't remember how old she was. She was 80 something, but I was just like, wow. I mean, of course, just start. Like, look, go on Pinterest, go buy the boards to put it together. And guys, that's what I did. Like, I totally took her advice and I ran with it. And, but not only did I run with that piece of advice in that moment, I have thought of my grandma all, I think of her all the time and those words that she told me. And I have really applied that to my life. I have applied that to almost everything I've done from that point on. I don't have to know exactly what to do. I don't have to know exactly how to do it. I don't have to be an expert on anything. But if I don't try and if I don't start and I don't take the very first steps, then I'm never gonna get it. I'm never even gonna become close. So I say that to all of you listening, that if there's something you wanna do, if there's an idea you have, a, a business you wanna start, if you wanna run a 5K or you wanna do this and you never, you really don't know if you can, then you're never gonna do it unless you just start. You just take the first steps and you don't even have to know what the first steps are because you will find your way. You will find your way when you make when you take action and you make progress, even if it's starting over when you say, oh, that wasn't right. But I know that wasn't right. And I know this is this is maybe the right way. So again, like when I'm talking to my grandma in this church, on these church pews, and she looks at me and she tells me the most beautiful, simple advice. I mean, I was truly blown away because I was ready for her to give me advice about the garden itself and about what she did. And the advice that she gave me that day was so much more helpful and beneficial to me than just learning how to start a garden. Because she taught me so much more than that. And it kind of, like, that gave me a glimpse into how she lived her life and how she lived her life as someone who knew that she always would need to learn and she was always open to it. And that she knew that and you could do anything. And that's what basically, I mean, you can do anything, but you can't unless you start and unless you take the first step. So I want to encourage you to just start. Just start today, tomorrow. Don't don't wait till you're ready. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll share this story real quick. Um, and this is, this is something that's so deep, but I know someone 
who wants to start a podcast and she wants to talk about Jesus and share the word and the good news and just be an inspiration to people to help them understand that life is a journey and that you grow and she's very young and I'm very proud of her and she has a lot to offer the world and she's hitting one of her family members told her you're not ready to talk about Jesus and share Jesus yet and I was like wow I can't believe that anyone would tell that to anyone because none of us are ready ever really to do anything. Even if you think you're ready, we have so much more growing to do. But friends, if you wait till you are quote unquote ready to share about God, to to start your own business, to, to help people, to whatever, then no one would ever do anything. And I want to be the person... I don't want to show you that you can't. I want to show you that you can, and not only sh- how you that you can, but that you should. You should absolutely do whatever is put on your heart. And all you got to do is start because you you learn and you grow. I'm sure there are pastors out there who look back 15 years ago, whoo, I didn't, I thought I was ready and I thought I knew, but I didn't really know what I was doing back then because of everything I've learned, but they still make an impact. They still make an influence. They still are doing, you know, God's work and, or whatever it may be. So that's the beautiful thing about life. We grow, we change and we learn, but, but you're not going to learn and grow and do if you're not doing to begin with. So you're just going to be stagnant. And people don't benefit from that, right? Like people benefit from watching me grow. People benefit from watching you grow. And that's the beautiful thing about life. So like I told my friend, honey, honey, you wanting to talk about Jesus and share like your love of Jesus, like that's a beautiful thing and that's a good thing. And you should do that thing because that's what, that's what God wants you to do, right? And like my grandma said, like, just start, just start, Okay. Okay, I could talk about that all day long because I'm passionate about that through and through. But okay, <clears throat> so the third piece of advice, and this is maybe my favorite, and it's my favorite because like I said, and, I, and she told me this the same day right there sitting in that church pew, and I don't know where it came from, but I, I just think she knew I needed to hear it. And also, I think this is something that she did her, in her life that she realized helped her in her life more than anything as far as her relationship with her husband, which was not always perfect. So she told me, and I'm going to preface this by saying, guys, gals, I am stubborn as I'll get out. I am. And I am, I really had to work on this a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot about not put, putting my opinions on people or really mostly my spouse about not being pushy or being more patient, being more receptive to things, listening before speaking. Like, I, I, that's not what my strong suit is. I've gotten much better. My husband would say, yes, she has. But that being said, like, that's something I've really had to work on as a strong, independent woman that I've been taught to be. So my grandma, she's looking at me and she goes, Kelly, oh, I don't wish I could remember the exact word. She's like, Kelly... We really just need to pray for our husbands and to to not force them to do things or not 
basically she was saying not be pushy and let them go and let them come on their own time, right? So maybe there's something that like we really want our spouse to do and we're being really like, oh, about it. Like, why can't you do this? Why won't you do this? Blah, 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 blah. You should be like this. You should do this. And she really was telling me in that moment, she goes, you need to pray for him and you need to let him make that decision and let him come to that decision on his own terms. And when she told me that, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, is she looking into my soul right now? Like, was she with me last week when I had this conversation with Skylar about something or this argument? It was the most like, this woman gets me or maybe she just gets women, right? Like my grandma having lived, having been married to my, my granddaddy for like, I don't know, 60 something years, she knew, hey, this is the biggest, one of the biggest struggles you're gonna have as a married couple. And my 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 grandma wanted wants everyone to have a successful marriage, as we all should. But when she told me that, I was like, oh my goodness, she knows me. And but I think she knew that that is a struggle between people and relationships. We want to push, force, and get the other person to do what we want on our time. Right? Because if I ask for something, I want it. I want it now. Right? And I, I get that. And I understand that. And there's times where that's more critical than others. But for the most part, people are not going to change just because we want them to. They, people only change because they've made a decision to change. And it only creates adversity in relationship if we are setting expectations for people on what they should do based on what we want. And I know that's hard, but it just, it just doesn't work. And so I really, I've taken that advice and I've really, really worked on that in my life. And even if there is something I want Skylar to do, and this really goes for all relationships, you guys, but if there's something I really want him to do, it's not that you can't talk about it. Of course you can talk about it, like, but talk about it in a loving way. And that's what she was saying, you know, like, don't be forceful. Um, don't, don't, whatever it may be, whatever it looks like for you, but just have that, like, love and respect and like, hey, babe, like, you know, I, I love you a lot. And, but I've really been thinking about this and it's been on my heart and blah, 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 blah. And I know for all you alpha ladies out there, that that can be hard. That can be really hard because sometimes you feel like you're giving up your independence or you're turning over, um, like you're submitting or you're not being true to yourself or blah, 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 blah. And I feel you, I get you, I hear you, I understand you, but there's so much more benefit <clears throat> to coming at something not so abrasively and not so forcefully and not such in a way where you're, before you even start, you've lost. Because no one, no one wants to be communicated to that way. No one wants to listen that way. And, and to remember like, and this is a reminder to all of us to just pray for whatever you need and to change in your relationship and in your life and, you know, ask God to work in them. Like really ask, and I do that. I do that all the time for maybe family members that are going through something or friends. Like I know that I don't have the power to change it. Although I can be a positive example, although I can leave hints and say the things, but I know at the end of the day, I don't, I can't, I can't control people. And it may only hurt relationships if I'm abrasive and I'm forceful about it. So what she was saying was, hey, 
It's like she was saying, I know you're going to deal with this. I know you're going to struggle with this. And this is what you need to do. And this is what you can do. And this is what's going to make you the most successful and the best wife and put your relationship in the best standing so that you both can come out on top. And what that means is that, that you have a loving relationship at the end of the day. And so I just, when she told me that, it was like, seriously, it was, oh, I was like, wow, I needed to hear it. And I'm not perfect at it by any stretch of the imagination because, you know, there are times where we think that we are just right. And, and we may be right, right? There are some things that's like, when it comes to say, like, I'll use an example. If like, if I were going to the tanning bed all the time, or if I was doing something that harmed myself, and you know, my husband's like trying to get me to stop or change, like that's a valid thing, absolutely. But you can still, there's still ways to do it and there's ways to not do it. And I, you know, I wouldn't change just if he was like being ugly or disrespectful or trying to force me to change, right? And so, that being said, I just want I just wanted to share that because this was coming from a woman who had, like I said, been married for sixty something years, had dealt with so many so much adversity, so much hard times, and had raised seven kids. And let's be honest, like raising one or two is stressful. So to know that she had made it through all of these times, and it's just like coming from. I mean, I'm just gonna say an expert. Like my grandma was an expert on being a wife and being a mom. And her advice meant so much to me. And it meant so much to me that she would share it with me. But for some reason, it was on her heart. And I'm so grateful that she did share. So again, like my three top pieces of advice from my grandma that will affect your entire, like can change your entire life. And it's not just one little thing, but it's just to be intentional, right? Intentional with our time with our children and our spouse, right? To, to make the most of our time and understand that we are leading them and guiding them and they look to us and that it is up to us to lead them in the very, very, very best way. And that means spending quality time with them and being so intentional when we are, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or not. The other piece of advice, number two, is just start. Whatever it is you want to do in life, whatever it is you have on your heart, whatever it is you're thinking you need to do, you're not going to do it, Right? If you, if you wait on perfection, you need to start and just take the first step. And if it doesn't work out, go back to the drawing board and start again. And the last piece of advice, if you want something to do, if you want someone to do something or be a certain way, just first of all, pray for them and don't be forceful, right? Come about it in a really loving kind of way. All right, you guys. That's it for today and the podcast. I really, really, really hoped you enjoyed it. And I really hope that if you love it, that you'll share it, like take a screenshot on Instagram, send it to a friend. Please write a review. If you listen on Apple or iTunes and you've been listening for a while, or maybe you just love this episode so much or any of the episodes, it means so freaking much to me when I, when I read those reviews. And with that, I'm going to go and I'll chat with you guys soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Balance. For more information about me or to receive your free goal-setting guide, visit kellyrowland.com. Can't wait to talk to you.